Welcome to More, the podcast where Debbie will explore real-life applicable ways to get more out of your life. And here's Debbie. Hello, everybody. How is everybody doing out there in in podcast world? I hope you're all having a good um, a good week and a good time. So this chapter is another great chapter by um, Jakandi, and we're going to get into it. It's called Conditions. It starts out with a little difficult to understand, so I moved um, along farther into the chapter, and I felt like the first part that was, and then the, the rest of it was really awesome, but the first part starts out that he that I picked out that he talks about. He says that the important thing to know is that even scientifically, conditions do not exist as if-then statements. So honestly, that was a hard, I almost didn't start there. But I looked up, the chapter's entitled Conditions. And so I looked up conditions because, I mean, who, I thought I knew the word. But I didn't really until I looked it up. And it says, the dictionary says, something must happen. A condition is something must happen in order for something else to be possible. And so he said, um, scientifically, conditions do not exist as if-then statements. So he's saying we conditions aren't a part of our life today. Like, this has to happen so that this will happen. He says... Um, They are not requirements that you have to go through or traps that you're born in and you must stay in or as things that you can only get out of by performing certain actions or getting certain help. So things can happen. We can have almost what you'd say miracles in our world. Um, The things that happen that we're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that happened. Those things can happen because conditions, he says, are not requirements. And then he goes on to say, conditionality does not exist. You don't have to have this thing happen in order for that thing to happen. He says, we've divined, we have designed conditionality on our own. What you call a condition is not a condition. It's just another one of infinite possible existences, and it does not exclude you from having another existence. And then the rest of the chapter, I feel, explains it, explains what he's talking about. I am wealth. I am abundance. I am joy. The outer environment and conditions of a person, the things that happens to the person, are always related to the person's inner states and thought. Um, It is through the environment and conditions that we experience and discover our thoughts and states. So because of the things that happen to us, we discover how we are and the way that we think. And he said, this is made possible by the fact that the universe without error fashions the environment and conditions we experience from our thoughts and state of being. So the way that we think, the way that we are, is what happens to us because of that. So this isn't anything new that we've talked about. We are always in the perfect setting to see and experience ourselves to change and grow. It is in recognizing and using this perfect system that we can direct and quicken our growth in wealth and all other areas. I am wealth. I am abundance. I am joy. He says, think outside the box. And then he gives a a really pretty interesting example. 
You can break out of the box by thinking outside it. You've heard this many times, but now you can finally do it all the time. You do it, how you think outside of the box is you drop all constructions you have in your mind as how things should be done or how to do things. For example, some people who've never had a university education believe that to be wealthy, in order to be wealthy, you have to go to college, you have to have a degree. They were told that and they think that they observed that, so they hold it to be true. But this limitation can be removed simply by dropping that construction and belief in it from all thought. Many have dropped it and succeeded wildly. In fact, Bill Gates of Microsoft voluntarily dropped out of college. He just never did finish that undergraduate degree. And millions around the world have succeeded wildly without a college degree. Okay, that's not to say that you should not go to college or to the university. Universities have a very important role to play. But if you find that your box is that you have not been to university and you're unable to go there, simply drop the construction and your belief in it and your box will disappear. That is thinking outside the box. So I really believe that what he's saying is thinking it outside of the box is saying it has to be this way or it won't work any other way. And I think very many people get caught up in, I have to do it this one way or it's not going to work. Okay, And it really will work. Lots of things work in lots of ways. And you can become successful. You can accomplish all the things that you want in a variety of different ways. It doesn't have to be done in one certain way. I teach math at school. And there are so many ways to do a problem other than the one that I've told the kids to do. And I think that we have to get, we have to become more um, open-minded as far as thinking about how things have to be done. He says, drop all of it and have a clean slate without any shoulds and should nots. Wealth. I am abundance. I am joy. And he says, face all difficulties calmly and without worry. Even before they occurred, they had been solved, he says. Even before you ask, it has been given to you. Simply receive. Calmness makes such a huge difference. My computer crashed this weekend. Well, it didn't crash, but I had I got it hacked. And... Um, I think I would have gotten really taken to the cleaners had I not remained calm, but I did stay calm. And so because I was calm, they weren't able to get my information. But had I like freaked out, I've got to do this. I've got to pay for this to, for them to fix it. I would have gotten taken to the cleaners. I am wealth. I am abundance. I am joy. He says there are no coincidences or accidents. No chance or luck in this universe. The universe works under perfect laws that never make an error, not even once. The source, God, does work perfectly. Everything works out out perfectly by law. Things only look like coincidences and accidents to those who do not see the truth behind them. And I truly think this is real. The things that happen in our lives, we... They're, they're not, they don't happen by coincidence. They don't happen by accident. 
I am wealth, I am abundance, I am joy. He says nature works with effortless ease, or God, and precision with infinite organizing power in incalculable incalculable ways, without resistance. You do not have to understand how your wealth or anything in your life will be created. Simply hold your vision high, think, speak, and do by your vision, and automatically, coincidentally, it will all work out. Do not resist whatever happens along the way, for it is only nature's incalculable way of working to bring you what you envisioned. Just hold your end of the bargain by keeping your vision high and steadfast and think, speak, and act according to your vision. I have two little examples of this. So I I work with someone from Brazil, and we've been partners for three years at my job, and we work very well together. And honestly, sometimes I feel like um, the law of attraction was there. I attracted her. She attracted me. We both are very, very hard workers. We both have the same goals and visions in mind. And I mean, she came all the way from Brazil. How was I going to know? I did a couple of interviews. I had really no clue. Just chose her. And she turned out to be the perfect partner for my style. And honestly, the partner before her that I had for a good three years before that was also from Brazil, who also was very much like me, and that we got we get along so well. So I don't believe in coincidences. I think that this is how God works, how nature works, how how things work out if we just lay low, play it calm, and see what happens. Also, I have another example. So in pickleball, you have something called a duper score. And what happens is when you play, you if you enter your scores into the computer system, and um, it will sh- it will show if you you know your score how good of a player you are. It basically rates you how good you are compared to the games that you've won or lost and who you've played against. And literally, I've lost more games than I've won by far. But my duper score just keeps going up because I'm not overly concerned about losing. What I'm concerned about is getting better all the time. And so I'm playing people that are harder harder for me to win against, but my duper score just keeps going up and up. And so, I mean, these are small examples, but I do believe that it's not coincidence, right? He says, be detached. This allows nature's creativity to work for you. Detachment means not preferring anything other than what is happening right now. So be happy with what is happening right now. He says what's happening right now is a perfect manifestation of your previous intentions, thoughts, words, and actions. So what's happening now is what you are designing for your life. He says Preferring an alternative to now, something different than what's happening, leads to delaying the achievement of your goals. Such preference is wanting, and wanting perpetuates a state of being. So when we want, we're not happy with what we have, and then we create a a, a feeling of um, worry or 
stress or anxiety. So just go ahead and let things happen like they do, even though they don't happen like you might want them to. It's an interesting example. He says, if it's your desire and intention to become a millionaire, you've done your part, you've prepared yourself, you've aligned your thoughts, your words, your actions with the vision that you want. You have to admit that you don't know the best way to get there and the things to do to reach that goal. You can't predict the day-to-day -day events that you need to do to lead you to desire, your desired outcome. So he says the source, and he capitalizes it, meaning God, can do that easily. Your inner self can do that as well. And he, it's interesting how he capitalizes self. So we can get there. And he says it will take you there in the best way possible. Let it work its magical way by not resisting the moment of now that it brings you. Just do your part and let it do its part. It's the fastest, most effective, most enjoyable way. Relax. Just be calm. And you can be happy and restful always for you know that what is coming eventually is what you need and what is best for you. I am wealth, I am abundance, I am joy. Calmness is power. Calmness puts you in harmony with yourself and nature. So meditation creates calmness. So the more that we meditate, we become powerful. It puts you in control of your thoughts and enables you to have the right thought. If I had freaked out about my computer and gotten so upset and thought, I have to fix this right now, I would have um, suckered into the trap of having this these people hack my computer and take everything that I had. Um, um, calmness is a testament to the fact that you are not your circumstances and that you are not inferior to your circumstances. Calmness is confidence. Calmness is your true nature, perfect balance, perfect stillness, and perfect peace. Always say, I am calm. I am wealth. I am abundance. I am joy. And then he repeats again, conditions do not exist. Remember, conditions are something that must happen in order for something else to happen. They are illusions. So he says, if you believe and think that you're poor, Conditions will form around you to fulfill that belief in those thoughts. On the other hand, if you believe and think that you are wealthy, conditions will form around you to fulfill that belief and those thoughts. Thus the statement, I can't afford that because I don't have the money, is false. What is actually happening, happening is that you believe in insufficiency, in not enough, and the world around you arranges itself over time to present you with needs of things that you cannot afford. So we just have to be so cautious in the way that we think when we say things like, I don't have enough money to do that. I don't. I can't make that team. Other people are better than me. I can't get those grades. I can't accomplish that. I can't make that happen. I can't have the relationship that I want. Um, there's a lot of things that we limit ourselves with. Um, I am abundance. I am wealth, I am joy. When you fight against circumstances, you are fighting fruitlessly against the effects 
and strengthening and preserving the cause. Let us say, for example, that your circumstances are such that you see yourself as broke. If you act broke, like no money, if you act from a broke perspective, you cut your costs, you're mean, you're stingy, you're bitter, you're scared, you're jealous. In an attempt to prevent yourself from becoming even more broke, what are you really doing? Can you start to see how you are perpetuating and energizing the broke conditions? By consistently believing and thinking about being broke, you are creating the conditions of being broke through the power of belief and thought. Remember, the universe always gives you what you think about most often, earnestly and with conviction. It is at your command. The way to fix being broke is to take on a state of wealth internally and think, speak, and act from that perspective. And so this is something that I have done over the years. Like I used to say all the time, like I don't have enough money like to take the, when the kids were younger, I don't have enough money to take the kids to the movie or, or do some of these things because I just don't have the money to do it. But when you, when you go f- from that kind of thinking, you create that kind of scenario. And I have tried, I've been working hard on trying not to think in that way. Now, some areas are easier to do than other areas, but it works in all areas of our life. If we limit our perspectives on our relationships, you know, I don't have a good um, relationship with my parents or with my spouse or with my children or whatever it is, and we limit those relationships, we continue to allow those relationships to grow in that same way. We have to stop doing that. I am wealth. I am abundance. I am joy. He says, avoid judging things as right or wrong. And this part is so interesting. I think this is a fascinating story. He says, the Taoists have a wonderful way of explaining things using the story of a farmer whose horse ran away. The farmer's horse ran away, and the neighbor, feeling sorry for him, said to the farmer, I'm so sorry that such a bad thing happened to you. The farmer replied, don't be sorry, for who knows what is good or bad. Well, the next day, the horse that ran away came back to the farmer, this time bringing with it a herd of wild horses that it had befriended. The neighbor said to the farmer, I congratulate you for your good fortune. The farmer replied, don't, for who knows what is good or bad. Well, the next day, the farmer's son tried to mount one of the wild horses and fell, breaking his leg. Again, the neighbor said to the farmer, I'm sorry that such a bad thing happened to you. The farmer replied, don't be, for who knows what is good or bad. The next day, soldiers came by to forcefully recruit for the army, but the farmer's son was exempted because of his broken leg. He says this is just a simple story, but it demonstrates the miracles that the source, God, works in the most unpredictable and seemingly unconnected ways so that all things work out to perfection. For those who know and work with the laws of the universe— those who apply the law of cause and effect, those who have certain goals and purpose and vision, this magic works beautifully, bringing with it synchronous events, coincidences, and many other twists and turns that lead to the desired end. So when things happen, be calm. Just, you know, let let them go and just say, okay, this will happen. We'll see what happens as a result. 
Maybe it's hard. I'm going to grow from it. You never know what things can happen as a result of the things that happen. I love the story about this farmer because all the things bring about something different, something that you would never have expected. So he says, avoid judging things and people. He says, it only slows you down and harms you. For you do not know the chain of events that were pla- that are planned with that scenario. Also, you become what you judge, and what you condemn returns to affect you. By the law of cause and effect, when you judge and condemn, you set yourself up to be judged and condemned. Your part is simply to have clear vision and certainty on all matters that relate to your life. The inner workings of how your visions and goals will come to be, the daily events, good or bad, are taken care of for you as long as you do not interfere with the process. Whenever I have scenarios um, that are difficult and I take them to my life coach, she does this very thing. She doesn't judge whatsoever. She doesn't think of it as good or bad. She just she just teaches me how to go with it and go with the flow. And the more that I do that, the more that things just work themselves out and things are better for me. So I truly believe this to be true. I am wealth. I am abundance. I am joy. Jakandi says that your intention works like a magnet that draws itself to all that is needed to make it manifest into the physical world. So whatever you want, whatever you desire, that's your intention, what you want. It will become like a magnet. Here's an example of how your intention works out. You think up a new idea. You have a new desire. You intend to have your desire come to life. This starts drawing to you all the things needed for you to attain your desire. It's a magical thing. You have certain dreams. You meet certain people. You go through certain conditions. You acquire certain skills, many seemingly coincidental, and the events occur. As this process goes on, part of your desire keeps manifesting itself into reality until the whole of it completely manifests, until the whole thing actually happens. Trust the system. Don't fight the things that are drawn to you by your intention, for they are the perfect drawings of your co-creation. I don't think I mentioned, I don't think I mentioned on the last podcast, but the podcast where I was talking about owls and just seeing, seeing an owl, it is so funny. I had three run-ins after that within 24 hours of three different types of owls. It's been a month at least since that happened. So I don't remember the exact scenarios, but one of them was an owl that sits in my garage. I saw an owl. And so, I mean, just allow the things to work in your system and work in your soul. I am wealth. I am abundance. I am joy. He says, see your predicaments with humor. The predicaments are challenges or things that come in your life. See them with humor. And this is the first step to getting unattached from them. Easier said than done, but we can work on it, at it and we can get better at it. I wonder if, honestly, I mean, I can just only go with what happens to me on the day-to-day basis and where yesterday my computer got hacked. I wonder if I did act calmly, my former self would have been like, I got to hurry and take care of this. I don't have the patience. I'm, I'm going to, I got to fix it right now. And then I would have given the people my credit card number, et cetera, et cetera. And I would have had a problem, Right. So instead, I was just like, wait, I'm going to wait on this. I'm going to see I acted calm. And so 
I didn't laugh at it, but I was calmer about it. I could have been better about laughing about it. And now I can laugh about it, maybe. Um, Another reason for suffering, he says, I think this is interesting too, and we've talked about this, is that suffering teaches us what not suffering is and how to get to a state of no suffering. You have to have the good with the bad, the bad with the good. You can't, basically what he's saying is you can't appreciate the good if you've never known the bad. You don't even see the good. I don't know if I've said this on my podcast before, but I told my class one time, if every day were Christmas, we wouldn't even value or understand Christmas. You wouldn't appreciate it, if ki- especially kids, right? If every day were Christmas, you wouldn't even appreciate it. That's what he's saying. He says, for example, if you know what red is, you have to know what red is not. You don't have to know this by experience and personally, but you definitely need to know it. Imagine a robot that's never experienced the state of happiness or sadness. The robot can be smart and very well programmed, but the programmer may explain as much as possible what happiness is, but that robot will only ever know what happiness is, and that is not true. Knowing, it's not true if you only know one um, emotion. He says it's emptiness. So he says, by experiencing happiness yourself, you can know happiness. And to do that, you need to experience, even if only for a short while, the opposite of happiness, which is sadness. There are some things of which you need firsthand experience. And there are some things that you only need to know um, from observing. So sometimes the things you need to know firsthand include things you might call suffering. But in essence, they are tools to enable you to enjoy the opposites, the very things that you seek. So it's okay to have hard things. Hard things take you to, the hard things that happen in our lives help us recognize the good things, help us see the good things that are happening. I am wealth, I am abundance, I am joy. He says, it feels refreshing to know that we are not at the mercy of some random circumstances and conditions. To know that we create them and they are beautiful gifts that come to serve our growth. It is liberating. Every chapter is so powerful. Just to think on these things over and over again, and the more that I do it, the better I get at it. And, this, and the um, progress is so small. So be patient with yourself. Know that it just happens little by little, but that it does happen. Okay, that's the end of this chapter. The next one is called Success. You Can Never Fail. I'm just so excited for it. I hope you guys have had a couple of great weeks. I hope you're sharing the podcast. I'm literally getting almost, you know, 200 a week. We're getting so many listens. People out there are sharing the podcast. It's helping a lot of people. And I just want to thank you so much for all that you are doing and becoming and I hope your life is growing and you are learning the things that you need to learn and having patient patience with yourself have a great two weeks everybody see you